0: human you. Welcome to another episode of A Braver Brand, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kate K. McCarthy. And y'all, this week on the podcast, I am so grateful, so honored and so thrilled to be welcoming my friend Asha Thomas to the conversation. Asha is a community builder and event planner for female entrepreneurs. And y'all, we had such an incredible and honest conversation about the entrepreneurial experience, why people are ripe and ready and craving connection and why events are so powerful for that and what it looks like for her and can look like for us to keep our businesses going when other parts of our lives hold priority. It was an amazing, vulnerable, hilarious, connective conversation, and I'm so excited to share it with you. But before we get to that, I have just a couple of quick announcements and updates for you. First of all, Asha has recently created an amazing quiz that can help you gain clarity around what kind of event is right for your business. And after you listen into this conversation, you're going to want to hold an event. So you can head straight to ashathomas.co or to the show notes of this episode to snag the link for the quiz to see what comes up for you. I took the quiz and I got Launch Party as the perfect event for my business, which is pretty perfect because the doors to your big, meaningful workbook, which is my self study workbook and community, are open now and for just a couple more weeks. Your big, meaningful workbook, which I talked about in the episode last week, but if you missed it, here it is. Your Big Meaningful Workbook is a self-paced workbook designed to walk you step by step through the process of clarifying, preparing, and executing on your next creative project or offering or service through a powerful, and what I think is utterly magical, combination of deep clarity and intentional self-care and brave, focused action. The workbook, which is honestly amazing all on its own, is then combined with a bonus PDF messaging guide, a like-hearted community of wholehearted entrepreneurs in a private Facebook group, and three months of group support and accountability from me, yours truly, to ensure that your work, that creative project, that offering, that service, makes its way into the world and into the hands of the people who need it most, your people. So like I said, the doors are open now to snag your copy of your big, meaningful workbook and join the community. You can go straight to katekmccarthy.com slash workbook or head to the show notes to find out more and join us. I'm so excited about it. All right, enough with the announcements. It is my utmost honor to welcome Asha Thomas, community and events extraordinaire to the podcast. Let's do this. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, I know that you have a full and beautiful and busy life and business and 9 to 5 and things to do, people to see, and um, the fact that you have graced us with your presence um, and taken some time out of your very valuable day, very whatever, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I it's you, a girl. real gift, and I just love you. So um, thank you the for being here. Being
1: able to be here with you and thank yeah. you so
0: much for inviting me. Of course. It was a no brainer. Um, so I, I could introduce you. I could tell all the people about you. Um, and I have, once they're hearing this episode, they will have heard a little bit about you in the introduction, but, um, I love when it just comes straight from you. So can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do and what has like led you here to this point? Cause it's always an evolution.
1: Yeah, definitely kind of a crazy evolution for me. Um, But right now in my life, my name is Asha. My name has always been Asha, but (laughs) (laughs) just reiterating that my name is Asha. I am a community builder and event planner for female entrepreneurs. So basically what that means is I help women who are in business really harness their power and their strength. And give them confidence to create some sort of event around who they are in their business. Whether that be a workshop, a retreat, a conference, an online event, an in-person event. Um, I'm really a big advocate of bringing women together. um, So that we can share space and time and love and support with one another. And I think that that is truly where a lot of growth happens. Both as a person and as a business person. Yes. Um, So I'm really loving... That and you mentioned that I have a nine to five job, and that's actually what I do in my nine to five job. I do events um, for nonprofits, so mm. kind of part of my evolution of getting there has been about a year and a half ago or so. I started a blog. Um, I had been blogging off and on for years, probably seven or eight years at that point, and. Kind of wanted to jump back into it because I needed some sort of creative relief from a pretty stressful job um, and kind of like some toxic environment in my life. And I was really looking for something that I could kind of put some of my passion and energy into. Mm. And so I started this blog that was like a travel and affordable, fun blog. So I was talking a lot about how you can explore in your own city. I had just moved to Austin, which is where I live now. Um, so I was doing a lot of exploration and I kind of was just talking about some of the things that I was doing in my life and that was really fun for a while, but it wasn't really like speaking to my heart. So then I was like, okay, let me try something else. I kind of shifted to talking more about blogging strategies. So helping bloggers be better bloggers. And that felt a little more right. Cause I think I would felt like I was helping people more do something they were passionate about, but it still wasn't right. So then I was like, okay, let me shift again. Um, and I started talking more about confidence and self-care and self-love, which are an ever growing thing within Forever. my own life. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So kind of keeping with that theme of talking about things that I'm going through in an effort to help other people. And that felt closer to being right, but wasn't quite right. Um, so then that puts me basically a year after I've started my blog, it's kind of the summer of this year and I'm just kind of confused <laughs> about what I wanted to do and I felt a little bit lost and I actually hosted a workshop all about self-doubt like in August of this year so a couple months ago. I love it. And I called it a party shop and I remember in planning that workshop I was so excited about the event part of it mm-hmm. and and not necessarily as excited about like the content creation. Like yeah, I really love talking about self-doubt and imposter syndrome and helping women right. kind of not have that in their life, but creating the slides wasn't making me yes. like so joyous. <laughs> yeah. But like really fostering the relationships with the women and thinking mm-hmm. about how I could create a wonderful environment even though it was an online workshop and what kind of would that look like and how I could really take my love of event planning, which I was doing in my nine to five job and have loved for years and really kind of infused that into this workshop that I was doing. Uh, and then love. And yeah. And, but it, it took me like a month or two after hosting that workshop to even realize that that's what I was doing and that that was kind of what I was being called to do was really taking these skills that I've been honing for years with working with nonprofits and other organizations to do events And then bringing that into what I'm doing, that that other passion of helping women, I couldn't combine them together. Um, And it's kind of been magical since then. I feel like nothing has felt hard on what I've been doing in the past few months now that I've kind of transitioned onto this journey. It's all felt so (sighs) easy.
0: Yeah. I think there are two things that stand out. I mean, other than like – There's so many elements of your journey that I feel mirror mine, like little shifts, right? Like I also Mm -hmm. come from this world of nonprofits, which like I loved it and also like needed something outside of it because it can become so all-consuming. It can. Um, Because nonprofit work just because of the nature of it, because, you know, you're doing good work for good people and the hours are never really nine to five. Like they're always like. Varied and, um, it's never just like this small little part of your life that you can like hop in and out of. You have to have something on the side. Um, and also, like, I think that we come into this life, right? Like, we go to college or whatever our path is, and we think that we have to have like this one thing that we've decided on. And that follows us into entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. Where we're like, okay, I'm a blank and this is what I'm going to be. For forever, Mm -hmm. as opposed to being able to be like, okay, this like whole life thing is an experiment, right? Like we're just seeing what we like. We're waiting, you know, trying to figure out what clicks. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's amazing that like you were able to take like bits and pieces from each of the things that you were doing from blogging. You're like, ooh, there's this community of women to let me talk about like the things that really matter to women to like, let me talk to the people who talk about the things that really matter to women. And then let me help them teach. And I think that it's so cool. I like got a little jazzed over here as you were talking about (laughs) it. I, you know, I've done online workshops, right? And I think Mm -hmm. that like, we think, and and this is, you're like blowing my mind here because (laughs) I think it's so powerful. We think that like the, we don't have a ton of options when it comes to doing online workshops, right? That we're kind of confined yeah. by the technology that we use or the way that we think that the internet works. And the idea of being able to curate an event that is connected and connective and meets people where they're at and like has an emotional experience to it all while being online. That's radical.
1: Yeah. And it's a totally, I think people, I think you're totally right. People are very stuck in the, okay, I just have slides and I introduce myself and then there's some questions and I answer the questions and then we hop off and I'm like, no, this is, think of this as like someone is having a conversation with you in their living room because essentially they are, they're probably sitting in the living room in their pajamas just, and you just are on a screen, not physically with them. But how can you recreate that same comfort and that same excitement and that same connection in a digital space. And it's totally possible. And I love helping people be able to see that because it's really just bringing more of you to the table. Yeah. I, like really, when I have conversations, like when I do event consultations, I just ask them, what what is it that you want to bring to the table? What, what about your brand or your personality do you want to shine in this event? And how can we translate that into a digital space if it's a digital event or in person if it's a physical event?
0: Wow. And I think, you know, oh my goodness, I had a thought. And the thought was this. Um, (laughs) I think that so often in our businesses, we just put things out there to put things out there, right? Like we see that, you know, especially when there are online trends, right? Like we see like, oh, everybody's doing webinars. I'll do a webinar. Everybody's got a Facebook group. I'll do a Facebook group, whatever it is, right? And I think that like to be able to say like, okay, Is an online event right for me? Yes, Mm -hmm. probably. And how can I actually utilize like my brand, the things that like I really want to um, communicate, the ways that I want to impact, the ways that I want to build community because online can feel so isolating Mm -hmm. um, into something. like I think that what you're talking about is like your consultations and your work takes it a level deeper than like, okay, do I have a Zoom room set up for this?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we can talk about the technical side. But my favorite part is to talk about the confidence side and the really yeah. being you are side, because I think that's something that people really forget about when they think about events. They, they're they so set on the content and what they're trying to sell people or what they're trying to educate people on. And at the end of the day, people are buying into another person. We're not we're not buying all the time or fully just into someone's product or the impact that they can have, like the really successful transactions are community-based. They're not just transactions. They're transference of love and support and feelings and emotions. And that's a back and forth kind of two-way street thing. And that means that you have to show up as yourself as part of it. Which is so hard. It is. That's really hard, especially like, like probably the hardest thing I think that we as humans have, do is is showing our true selves and our true journey and our and our struggles and um, the mistakes and failures that we make. Like uh, there have been things that I have done that have not worked. Like I launched an ebook and sold five, and three of them were to family members. <laughs> and, you know, which I love. Yeah. Thank you, family. Shout yeah. out to you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like that was that was not what my dream was. And I had a Facebook group that I envisioned having hundreds of women in it. And it had 20, yeah. which is impactful. But it wasn't what I envisioned. And sometimes you just have to be okay with saying like, okay, I, I showed up truthfully as what I wanted and was as what I thought. And part of my journey is also... That this didn't work out, yeah, and yeah. that's okay for me to shift, and it's okay for me to change where did you uh along the way as like those um I guess I
0: see like our evolution in business as kind of like like we're on this river right, and we kind of get off um at certain spots and we're like, is this where I'm landing like does this thing work like when you try on the different identities right from like blogger to talking about blogging? Um, and then you try on that identity of like talking about self doubt and confidence and all of that kind of stuff. Um, what was the process of being able to release the previous iterations of yourself? Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I think that it's so difficult for us to be okay saying that like this wasn't it. What was that process like for you?
1: Yeah, uh, so I think it's gone through phases. So I definitely think at the beginning, I definitely was following the trends of a lot of bloggers were turning into like blogger bloggers. (laughs) They were talking about blogging to help other bloggers and then they would launch an ebook and then they would launch services. So I really kind of followed that path. Um, I think to shift out of that phase of my business, was really a it, it, it took me burning out it took me being really unhappy with what I was doing and really stressed about what I was doing that was supposed to be a way for me to escape the stress of my other life right, <laughs> um, right. So really, I really had to like honestly I kind of I think had like a a little bit of a like a, a breakdown moment with it where I was like I don't want to do anything and I actually had to take a break I want to say like in April or May of this year um where I didn't post, I didn't blog, I didn't send out any emails, I wasn't very active on social media. I just really kind of allowed myself to figure out what it was that I what I wanted to do uh, and what I was most passionate about. And I had to also allow myself to step back up to the plate unsure of what it was that I was going to do. I think that was the biggest change for me and the biggest change in the last 6 months and where I found this more of a flow and a happiness uh, was that I, I came back from my break and I didn't have a fully formed solid plan, but I knew what I didn't want to do. And I, I allowed myself to say that's enough for right now. I allowed myself to go on the journey to figure and have the freedom and the space and the permission to explore and to experiment and to try. Um, And now how I kind of maintain that is to really ask myself I kind of talk to future Asha almost and say what would future Asha do is this what she would be doing what would she say to you in this moment because sometimes future Asha says like I don't know try it out and see sometimes future Asha says this is 100% what you need to be doing this is it this feels aligned this feels in tune with who you are and everything that you love and your values, and sometimes future Asha's like, "Nah, bitch, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> not right." Yeah, she
0: tells it like it is. Yeah, yes,
1: yeah. She's like, "Stop trying to fit into what yeah. everyone else is doing because you're not everyone else." You yeah. Are. Um, yeah. And that has been really helpful to sit and take those moments when I'm making these big decisions and allowing my myself that permission to ask and to be curious. <laughs>
0: You know, I think it's really um, huge what you're saying because I, we – the human beings that I love to work with, talk with, hang out with, like, we are heart-driven human beings, right? And Mm -hmm. um, also really want to make an impact in this space of online entrepreneurship. Mm And so I think that, like, we are so afraid – of sitting in that uncertainty. And what you're talking about is like the willingness to be like uncertain and uncomfortable and let things emerge and try things out and be okay with the fact that you don't have an answer, which is like so scary.
1: It is. Um,
0: how do you care for yourself in the midst of that uncertainty? Because I think that's huge.
1: Mm, yeah. Uh I haven't always been great at it. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. And I think that's something I always like to tell people. And we talked about this a little bit too, um, is that I'm very open about what my life is. And my life is not perfect. Like it is far from perfect. Um, Or maybe it's perfect in the sense that it's so imperfect. But it's it's, human. Yeah, it's human. It's perfectly human. Um, And it's difficult to be in... Honestly, kind of like a constant state of discomfort, um, because that's essentially what you're agreeing to when you say like, I'm just going to flow and I'm just going to be curious and I'm going to try and experiment. Um, But the way that I do it, and I'm actually in a season of doing that right now, is because my nine to five job is very busy this month. Um, We have a big event. And so I kind of think of my life as like a triangle with three different points, and one point is my nine to five work. One point is my business work, and then one point is my personal life and my self care and my well being. And I think they use this analogy a lot, like when you're in college and you can only choose two of the three things because you can only create a line. Um, so I have chosen to focus more my nine to five work this month and my personal life and my self care and my well being, um, and always reminding myself that I have that choice and it's okay that I'm setting aside some of my business work. It's okay that I'm not making a ton of sales this month or I'm not really promoting my services or I'm not as active on Instagram. Like I took a, a one to two week break off of Instagram a couple weeks ago and that's what I needed to do. Um, but really making it a non-negotiable Yeah, that my personal life and self care is one of those two things
0: yeah yeah like don't for all of y'all listening like if you have a triangle which you probably do Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't ever let like your personal life not be one of those points yes Um, been there done that doesn't work
1: it doesn't at all no you think you think that you'll be okay for like a week or two of not taking care of yourself but that week or two turns into a month Mm -hmm. or seven And then you're stressed, and you're overworked, and you're not getting enough sleep, and you're not providing your body with the care and the nutrients and the sustenance and the love that it needs and deserves. And you're doing a disservice to all of the other work that you're trying to get done.
0: Yeah. I think that what happens so often is we like burn out so hard, right? And then we think that it's something that's wrong with our nine to five. We think that it's something that's wrong with our businesses. And so we just like want to burn all of that to the ground because we're so damn tired. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that idea of like – I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, A friend and a coach of mine said – one time she said, you know, life is short, but it is also long. Um, and I loved when she said that because what it, what she meant by it is like, yeah, we want to put in like goals and measurables and that kind of stuff in terms of like, you know, smart goal type things. Um, she said, but also like sometimes th- just giving things time to emerge and realizing that like if you didn't get something done this month, it could get done next month or the month after. And like that's, we, like, put ourselves into these boxes, right, of, like, it Mm -hmm. has to get done by this time. Otherwise, like, it's not worth it. I'm not worth it. I should give up, blah, 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 blah.
1: And
0: to kind of take some pressure off of it and say, like, all right, like, I'm invested enough in this work that I'm doing to give it the time that it needs to emerge as it needs to emerge and not, like, push it, force it, Hustle it into the ground until, like, I just want to give up on all of it. um, Yes. And go back to my bed, which is what has happened to me before. Yeah, multiple times. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And I, especially the life is short, but it's also long. I was actually, I was talking to my boyfriend the other day, and we were talking about what it would be like when we're in our 70s. And that's like 50 50 years away, you know? And to think of it in that way of like, wow, I still have. 50 years of life to do all of these things that I dream of doing it doesn't have to happen in the next year it doesn't like I have big dreams and big goals but they don't have to happen in the next year would it be great if they did hell yeah yeah but (laughs) but I can give myself that time and that space because there's so much time there's so much time and I think we Our lives growing up are so structured on a time-based sense. It's like you go to kindergarten and then you go to first grade and then you continue on all the grades until you're done with high school. And then you go to college and you graduate in four years because it's set up that way. And then you leave college and you get a full-time job and you work there for a little while. Maybe you date around and then you find someone and you marry them (laughs) within a certain amount of time frame. And then like you have kids within a certain amount of acceptable quote unquote time frame. And then that your life continues on these structured, you do this by the time you're 30, do this by the time you're 40, retire in your 60s and that's it. Yeah. But I think that's so limiting But, and it's so ingrained into everything that we do that we feel like we have to put these timelines and these pressures on ourselves in order to be able to say that we achieved something.
0: Mm. And like, what if we were just like, take our foot
1: off of the accelerator a little bit, give ourselves a little bit of
0: space, take the pressure off to like actually figure out, like, I think that you know, um, your evolution. And I've talked a lot about my own business evolution here on the podcast, but like it's signs that like the first thing that you find may not be the thing that works for you may not be the thing that lights you up long-term. Maybe just be the thing that like, um, you're good at or Mm -hmm. you found first. (laughs) I don't know. Um, and to, to make it so that, like, you have to find success doing this one thing that you just so happened to find first, right, in a mm-hmm. certain amount of time. Like, it would have – like, I think about who I would be if the goals that I set out in my first business actually came to be. I would be mm-hmm. an entirely different person than I am now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'd be happy. <laughs> Because, yeah. like, everything in my body was saying this is not it, but I was trying to convince myself that it was. Mm-hmm. Um And so to take yeah. that, like, pressure off, to give ourselves a little bit of a break to, like, let things emerge, um, I think is huge. Yeah.
1: I have a question
0: for you around that. Like, in taking the pressure off, um, are there ways that, like, behind the scenes or, like, in the undercurrent, you feel like you are – moving forward and staying connected to that, to that business this month, like in this month where you're focusing mm. on personal life and your nine to five, because I've been in nonprofit events. That stuff is, um, wow. intense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that we spent most of our time. I worked for, uh, a nonprofit in DC that did event planning and like development work for like the second larger, largest provider of social services in the D.C. area. So like wow. we needed a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And most of like those weeks were spent talking each other off of cliffs because yeah. we we're all going a little bit mad. Um, That's about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like how do you still – like if you think about like blood flow, like you're sending blood to all of these places, right, because mm-hmm. they have to stay alive. How do you make sure that – your business has a little bit of blood flow, has a little bit of life flowing to it without it, like taking up all your energy.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, so I find the things that are actually energizing about my business business and continue to do those. So for me, I don't always love content creation. I love like Instagram, for instance, I love being on Instagram. I love everything about that platform. Um, but sometimes thinking of things to post is not what brings me joy. Right, which is why you took your break. Yeah, exactly. But I was still active on Instagram in that I was consuming other people's content and commenting and engaging and still fostering relationships and building new relationships with maybe people who were finding my account even though I was gone or looking through hashtags and seeing what was happening there. Like still having a thumb on what was happening, but my whole hand wasn't in there. Mm. Um, so oh, that's, I love one that. thing. yeah. And I think the key for me has been not doing the shit that I don't want to do. Yeah. So I don't always want to write a blog post. So I put out a call for guest bloggers and I have booked <laughs> out all of, my open blog post spots for the rest of the year with just guest bloggers. Stop it. That's amazing. Because I decided I don't feel like writing blog posts right now, but I want to keep creating content. And it's perfect because my whole business is based around empowering other women and helping them share what they're good at too. So this gives me a way to continue to do that and share their stories, but then also have content for my own
0: business. Right, while putting your energy towards the things that like you're really really good at, which is building yeah. connections and relationships <laughs> and and all of that. Yeah. Um I want to talk a little bit about like this thing that you're doing in terms of like community building and event planning and why it is that it lights you up so much because I think um in the like five years of business that I, you know, I've been in business for four and a half, five years. Um, I don't know that there's been a larger conversation around like how do we build events, um, that are more than just business builders, but are like life giving things mm-hmm. for us. And so I wanted to know like what about events, particularly for female entrepreneurs, um, lights you up the most and like, what do you feel like we need to be thinking about, like if we are considering having events, throwing, you know, whether it's an online workshop or an in person work- workshop, or you and I have talked about um, a retreat? Mm-hmm. Um, like, what do we need to know about why we should do that? And uh, yeah, like why why events? Because obviously, it lights you up to build enough to build a business around it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, events are like this special time. So like think about when you were a kid and you would have a birthday party and it was just the most exciting, energetic thing that you could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. Been there. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of the same way for everyone that got to attend. You know, it wasn't always just about the, the the birthday girl or the birthday boy. It was the family got to be involved and share in that happiness. And the friends got to give something to their friend and celebrate them. And there was this energy that was always at those parties. I think that there is such power and such magic in bringing people together. And we, in this technological digital age where Honestly, I can almost do everything that I want to do in my life from the comfort of my own bed, from ordering groceries to working to I can get anything off of Amazon delivered instantaneously. Almost yeah, you now. like think
0: about it and it's at your door. It's there. You yeah. snap. It, yeah. You can have
1: a pizza. Yeah. So I, I, it becomes very isolating. You know, you don't have to interact with anyone in your life if you don't really want to. And I think we have lost a little bit of that connection and that magic and that sharing Um, and events is a wonderful way to kind of bring that together and to make that happen. Yeah. And I feel
0: like I feel in the online space there, you know, speaking of trends, like there are these, you know, you think about like kind of like a pendulum, right? Like we've, we've gone all the way to the edge of like automation and systems and, like, how do we step out of our businesses and let our our businesses run for us, right? Whether that's, like, planning content in advance or whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. I'm feeling this, like, pull, this tug, this, like, necessity for, like, more real conversations, more real connections. Like, we're built for this. And the way that the business world has been existing for so long has like not made space for those real connections to happen. So like, how do we start to cultivate those in our businesses and like, what should we be thinking of as we're thinking about events?
1: Yeah. Um, I think the first step is to start showing up more consistently as yourself, even outside of an event, because I think it's difficult to say in a moment if you're not used to being vulnerable, because honestly, showing up in some sort of workshop or event or anything is a vulnerable, vulnerable moment of saying, hello, here I am. Here's what I know. Here's what I want to share with you. I hope that you like it. And I hope that it makes sense. And I hope that you value being here. Um, It's really kind of like saying, hi, please be my friend. Please like me. Really scary, vulnerable thing to do. And if you're not used to doing that, sometimes it can be really hard. Yeah. So I always encourage people to show up as often as they can as themselves in their business before that. Um, But then I also think it's just really thinking about how you can infuse yourself. And who you are as a person into the event. So, for some people, um, like an online workshop where maybe they start off with a dance party is 100% who they are as a person. But for someone else, that could be incredibly nerve wracking and they don't want to (laughs) dance on a webcam in front of 100 people who are watching them. So, for them, maybe it's that they do a short prayer at the beginning or a meditation with all the attendees. So it's really just kind of thinking about who you are as a person and what your ideal event would be. And then creating that for both the comfort of yourself and the people who are attending the event.
0: I love that. One of my favorite branding exercises that I love to give to my clients as they're like envisioning the emotional experience that they want their people to have, right? Is to picture your brand or business as a house Right. And so, like, the idea is, is like, if all there are tons of people, right, that are just somehow gathered outside of your home, which is a scary thought, but like, just go with me. (laughs) You want just the right people to ring the doorbell and come in. And then from there, like, you want just the right people to like, know that they've made, you know, when you go into a house and you're like, I'm not supposed to be here. (laughs) I need to get out. Like you want those people to leave. And for just the right people to like take off their shoes and head into the living room. And like in my mind, like we create our brand to be our living room, right? Where like for some people it's like beanbag chairs everywhere. And for some people, it's like really cozy couches or it's like minimalist decorations, like whatever it is that you want your living room to feel like, because it feels like you, right? Mm -hmm. And I love that like in thinking about an event and like how to create it to feel like you and also to connect with your people. It's like if somebody was to come into your living room and you were to throw a party, like what's the first thing that you would do? Right. Mm -hmm. Would you like get everybody hot cocoa? Would you get everybody wine? Would you get, you know,
1: like, I love that. Exactly. And I think there's that, um, analogy of thinking of your target audience as a person, a physical person. That's always been really hard for me to think of one person, but I started doing exactly what you were saying. Like if someone came to my house, what would I do for them? I would probably bring them a cup of coffee or maybe hot cocoa. And we would sit on the couch and we would maybe listen to some music and really started thinking of it in terms of that as the experience that I'm giving someone and that person is in the existence of that experience. And it's really helpful.
0: Yeah. And all of that can be both in your events and it can also just like like you're saying, like in your brand, the people yeah. that you're connecting with, the ways that you're showing up and being vulnerable, like what would that look like? If it was just like you and your favorite people who are your dream clients, right? In Mm -hmm. your living room together. Oh, I love that idea. So how do you know what kind of event? I'm, I'm, I don't want to give away the magic, right? Like everybody needs (laughs) to just hire you, but like how, um, how do you know what kind of event is right for you? Do you just play around with it? Like, cause I imagine like there are some where it's like a small group, right? Like you just have like your besties over for coffee. Mm -hmm. And then there are some where like it's, you know, you're on zoom and you're there with 200 other people having like a massive dance party. So how do you set up your event to work with who you are? Does that make
1: sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it is thinking about how you exist best in the world and combining that with the purpose of your event. So that's also another big thing in event planning is not forgetting what the purpose is. So for instance, in the nonprofit world, sometimes the purpose is to raise a lot of money. And so you are thinking about how you can generate sales throughout every aspect of the event, from the time that someone walks in the door and pays a ticket, to maybe you have some sort of auction, to maybe you have a raffle. It's all about fundraising. Mm -hmm. Other events, it's just about really building a community around whatever your mission is. So maybe you're serving foster kids and you want to hold an event that is like a holiday party for them that's all about just creating community and fun so maybe your focus would be on having um a craft area or a lot of tables for people to sit and kind of hang out or maybe you would do a gift swap so that they could have that community building aspect so from a like female entrepreneur perspective are you hosting a webinar that you just want to give a lot of information out in and then maybe do a pitch at the end That would probably be better to have as like an online kind of event. Uh, Is this something that you want to have 200 plus women at who are able to actively interact with not only one another, but with you, you want to have like that feeling of energy and being around other people is really exciting for you. And you really draw a lot of energy from that. Then an in-person retreat or an in-person conference would be right up your alley, you are super introverted and being around other people is the most draining thing that you could ever think of in your entire life. Yeah. But you still have such a story and a mission and a message to sell Then maybe like an online summit would be something you would want to do. So it's really thinking about what's going to make you happy, first of all, because don't ever do anything in your life that doesn't make you happy. And then what are you trying to accomplish and how can you merge the two in this magical, beautiful way?
0: I just think that that is like the world's best advice. And I think that like, um, you know, in my work, and obviously the podcast name is A Braver Brand, like we're talking about bravery and courage. And like mm-hmm. sometimes that means stepping outside of your comfort zone. I mean, it usually does. Um, But it doesn't mean like breaking with what brings you life. Like it doesn't mean like if you're an introvert deciding to spend three days in conversations with massive groups of people. That's not what that Mm -hmm. means. It means using your gifts and your talents and stepping out a little bit to invite them in. So I love that that's like, feels like so much of the work that you do is like a combining of, of passions of like what really flows, what feels like it's a little bit scary because vulnerability is always scary. And like, how do you put those together to like create massive impact?
1: yeah and I think that's kind of been my life story too is is the journey that i've been on is is figuring out how to do all of those things and I've come to this really great place um, of this like intersection of my personal life and my business life and my passions and being able to combine those and I want to help other women be able to do that too that's so beautiful that is like the perfect place to wrap up and to ask you
0: my as you know, my last two questions. Um, The first of which, as you know, is who or what makes you feel your bravest? Oh,
1: so I am a very big fan of car dancing.
0: Yes, I knew I liked you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like I... um, I'm just I just love it and I am that person that has my music blasting like sometimes you're driving and you'll hear a car that you, the music is too loud and you're like what is this person doing that's me that is just blasting it and if you catch me at a stoplight chances are I will be dancing
0: awesome yeah. what will you be it's, listening to most likely
1: oh I am one of those people that is really eclectic with my music taste. Awesome. Um, But right now, I really love Maggie Rogers, who is a folk indie artist. She just speaks to my soul. Uh, I've really been into her. And then there's also this song called Level Up by Sierra. It is a bop. And so, so actually, right before we recorded this episode, I messaged you and was like, I'm running a couple minutes late. And it's because I had to listen to Sierra <laughs> before
0: we got to on. level up,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, it is my song that I listen to before I go into anything that's kind of big and that requires me to be kind of brave and yeah, I needed I needed my two minutes of Sierra, and I think it paid off
0: I love it, and it like you're not wrong, like that is already an eclectic mix of music, Maggie yeah, and it, Sierra uh-huh. um that's amazing and. Someday I'll meet you in real, real life and we'll just like blast the tunes and drive down the road oh, dancing. That's um, where can our people find out more about you in this great, beautiful online world?
1: Yeah. So I love Instagram. That is probably the easiest place to find me. Um, my handle is AshaThomas.co. That's A-S-H-A-Thomas.co. <laughs> Um, and you can also find me, that's my website name as well, AshaThomas.co. Perfect. There's I'm going
0: to link everything up in the show notes so they'll just be able to scroll yeah.
1: on down and click. Perfect. I love the ease of technology.
0: <laughs> I know. It makes it so much. I don't have to like think too hard to write things down when I'm listening to podcasts. I'll just go to the show <laughs> notes. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you for being here and for sharing your story and for sharing your passion for, um community building and events i think that like we are on this precipice right now of like people really needing community and the more that we as um wholehearted brave human beings can facilitate that while also like making it so that we're not isolated mm-hmm. um because isolation will just kill any drive that we have Absolutely. uh I'm really excited to see what continues to emerge for you in your work, because um, I think that you are doing something that is radical and deeply necessary in this space. So thank you for doing that.
1: Thank you so much for saying that. And thank you for having me. Yeah.
0: Oh, you're wonderful.
1: Oh, (laughs) I'm going to cry.
0: Thank you so much for listening to a braver brand. To find more resources, show notes, and exclusives, head to www.katekmccarthy.com. If you loved this episode, make sure that you subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And while you're at it, leave a rating and review. Our work relies on listeners like you, and we're grateful each and every time you spread the word. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to us since day one, you know that I am all about Instagram. Come find me, Kate K. McCarthy, and then reach out and say hi. I adore you already. Thank you to everyone who makes this podcast possible. A Braver Brand is produced by me and my slam bang behind the scenes team. Catch you next time.